It is peer pressure time. My guest today is Chuck Dukowski, probably best known for being the bass player from Black Flag. Chuck extols the virtues of what's going on now in the music scene in Venice, California, which is home to him. He'll talk about freedom, being true to yourself, and of course his nice and friendly record label. Stay tuned for that, and thank you to Lita Martinez. She edits the podcasts here, and of course a big thanks to Liz Berg, who has all the other podcast duties squarely on her shoulders. To stay tuned. We've got some uh, we've got some sticky stuff that was poured all over the board last night. It, it, and it's in the most strategically difficult places. It almost seems like it was done on purpose. I'm sure it wasn't. Yeah, so we got some some uh, some delays here, and I'm going to bring my guest on after this track. So coming on the mic in a little while will be Chuck Dukowski, and uh, the first choice of his is by Deep Purple. Please stay tuned. I have as my guest today, Chuck Dukowski. Chuck, are you there? I am here and drinking coffee. Yay, thank Fully, or at least, I would say, two-thirds in effect. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good, because I know that uh, you haven't been awake that long, and thank you so much for coming on the program. Chuck is in a different time zone, and it may be in his slippers or, you know, whatever. But to do No this... slippers, but okay. that's not all. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> With regard to the time zone. <laughs> Well, awesome, and, and uh, welcome. Welcome to the airwaves, and thank you so much for participating today. So we just heard Birds of Fire from Mahavishnu Orchestra, which was your choice, as well as the live version of Deep Purple's Child in Time. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah. Of course, the Deep Purple are um, quite the um, 
groundbreaking group in a number of ways um, with uh, kind of an invention of a style that new metal and lives on in the form of so many metal bands and also um, gave the propulsive we're the first people to step away from the blues and bring the propulsive forward motion style pr progression to rock music so they're really important to punk rock in that way as well mm -hmm. um, so. yeah because they change things as, uh, as well on, the, on their own well for on for sure yeah. And we'll hear something like, I think I asked you to bring um, Highway Star, which is a really good example of um, a forward motion style of music. Mm -hmm. I know Robo was super influenced by Ian Pace. A lot of groups were um, influenced by Deep Purple in that way, even if they didn't know it. Because, yeah. um, the, the three groups who really stepped away from the, the blues rock of the 60s and move things to an, a new level um, were Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Led Zeppelin. Um, and they, in their different ways, Zeppelin with the folk, Sabbath with uh, more um, heavy orchestral influence in the structures, and um, Purple with a different side of the orchestral influence in uh, their structures and playing really revolutionized music mm -hmm. and we'll hear a little bit of all of them and some of the stuff that's uh, downstream from that um, that is in contemporary music and in the music that happened in the uh, um, 70s and 80s would you like to talk about why you chose uh, Mahavishnu Orchestra well I, I like it a lot they remind me of um, although it's really only a small side of what they're about of one of the local groups over here in Venice um, the uh, insects versus robots. When I play the two next to each other in my own personal listening, I always feel like they fit so nicely together. So we'll get to some insects versus robots, but there was a snafu in the um, downloading of files from the west to the east. And um, <laughs> possibly there's been a split in the respective empires and we need to reunify it. So once that task has been accomplished and the legions called home, we'll be able to play some insects. Yes, we shall. Yeah. <laughs> well, we will be just just fine. So I did want to ask you, uh, the, the big news is your, uh, is your new, do, you, do we want to call it a project, a band? A, uh, oh, it is a band. Okay, There's okay. four people, mm -hmm. and uh, one of them plays drums. His name's Tom, mm -hmm. and um, another guy um, plays guitar, Milo, who also plays in Insects. Okay. And with me in um, the uh, Chuck Dukowski group, um, it's our family band, mm -hmm. Stevie Six. He's in it, and he's the guitarist. And then, let's see, myself and um, Eugene, whose brainchild it is, um, who is the singer of uh, Oxbow and yeah. Whipping Boy. Mm -hmm. And one day he came to me and said, Chuck, I've been staying in touch with him. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan of Oxbow, and I've had the Oxbow down here into L.A. to play shows with the kids and in my group. Mm -hmm. And um, everybody trips on Eugene. He's um, so intense. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and um, But, you know, humble. He's playing these, these shows with uh, a bunch of uh, high school kids and in some warehouse somewhere that someone is living in you know, and not too good to do that. 
Mm-hmm. So um, we're, we're thankful for that and for his music all along. So and when he came to me with the idea, I was like, okay. I mean, thought that it could be good. It we, sounds great. We investigated it further, and uh, last weekend we recorded a single. I think it's really good. Um, and so, and, and this is a, n- a new composition? One of them is new, and one of them is a reworking of a song I wrote for Black Flag that uh, never got to be performed by Black Flag. And there'll be a few more of those sorts of um, compositions brought in, then also a few more reworkings. And when we tour and play live, we'll play actual Black Flag songs. We'll play my Black Flag catalog. Oh, you're going to tour? Stuff. Yay, yay. This is, you know, for a lot of people, this is really, like, super, super huge news. It's pretty exciting. Well, touring for me, I mean, I haven't done anything like that in so long. I've got a family, I've got family of six here so that they're getting older our oldest is is milo the guitar player in, in uh, ah. bass and the cd6 and insects mm-hmm. um all three and he's um, quite a um accomplished player um both electric and acoustic and uh, also at um violin i'm not violin at uh, sitar and um, a few other instruments performs also um with circuses <laughs> Really? In a, in a non-musical way. He's mm. an um, acrobat and contortionist. Wow. That's his day job. Awesome. He, he's working hard to uh, make music the day job. Mm-hmm. But for the moment, the uh, circuses have been bringing in the money for him. We're going to tour. It'll all happen. Mm-hmm. Um, probably um, not until early spring, though. Mm-hmm. And, and how much material had you written for Black Flag that was not used? Like in various stages of non-completion, if I include that quite a bit, close to an album's worth of material. Wow. You know, half an album to a whole album, depending on whether you, you know, want to say it was all ready to roll. A lot of it has been has been released in different forms um, by uh, Swa and uh, the CD6 and the other Worm. A lot of it came out in, already in different places because... The Feast album has three or four of those songs on it. Okay. SWA, we we did another three or four at least. And even with the family group, the the Chuck Tukowski band, um, I um, was brought forward yet another couple, feeling like I'd pretty much cleared the decks by then. And so they're all going to get reworked and looked at in a whole different way. Do you have a... Some of them, because okay. I feel like, you know, Eugene, what was exciting to me is is the, a lot of the, in, in later Black Flag, a lot of the inspiration to me was uh, Henry as a mouthpiece. I felt like you, you're writing a song like My War. Henry was part of the inspiration for that uh, being able to happen, because you need a strong voice uh, with that kind of power and intensity ability to be scary mm-hmm. um, to um, even think of writing that song if that makes sense yeah uh, t- to me I find that uh, I write to my voice if I and, uh, you know and then that is my band if I have a band that doesn't give voice to the way I feel and think uh, musically and emotionally then I just have very little coming out of me and if I have a group that does then uh, the floodgates open and so much thing starts to come from me and um, so it's not even a conscious process but once the the pieces are in place all of a sudden my creativity opens up and lots of things start to happen mm-hmm. which was happening to me in the later Black Flag and uh, you, you get to hear some of that material in the form of 
my war and um, I love you um, things like modern man were actually from that that's from an earlier period but uh, that's indicative of where I was going musically those, those two and emotionally it's like I'm okay I'm working with I got a, someone who can carry some songs like that yeah which gives you a certain amount it gives you I guess a, a way to write well it just gives me an emotional voice mm-hmm. it's the only way I can think of saying it not to undercut what you're trying to say mm-hmm. uh, just oh, that's yeah. how I think of it, uh-huh. it, it it's, um, so now I can talk right you told us sort of about how blackface came about I mean is there a way that you like to develop a group you've done so many you know musical things aside from you know black flag and all that is there a way that you conceptualize putting together a group well this is an odd one really you know because yes there is I mean normally what I do is I let them grow organically I get together with some players and if it clicks then I build on it and uh, add more players and see if I can move it to bring in some songs. I start with free music, then uh, if that's working, bring in some compositions, also develop compositions in in the free music, go like that, and take my time with it because mm-hmm. I feel like having a, a strong playing bass is, is really important. Now, Blackface, the drummer and singer, live in San Francisco. So it's a different animal in that, um, though we did a little bit of that, but it came together more from concept and less from me just playing with some people. So like I, the, the Chuck Tukowski family group is uh, truly just, it took my time and eventually there was a band. But uh, these guys were people I knew were good, and so we threw it together, and that it clicked. We were lucky that way, because there was some investment in finding out. Right. Someone had to. (laughs) First, um, the drummer came down here and played with us um, around Christmas time. That worked out pretty well, and we uh, worked out one brand new song. Went through a whole lot of other stuff, and did some jams, and it was it was working out and good, good power and, good, and then the, the new material was writing really well mm-hmm. and so we were stoked but we'd never jammed with um, Eugene I had never played with him you know he's ultimately not the same person as Henry though he has a um, some of the same sort of sense of from, from an audience point of view of power and, and intensity and scariness oh yeah he's really musically pretty different than Henry that became apparent to me when when we were playing with him. But he brings his own bag of tricks, and it's pretty um, pretty damn good. So uh, I'm stoked, and it, it worked out. We recorded it, and here we come. And do you have a release date? I think it's in November. Oh, good. Moving down the line. <laughs> I don't I don't know the, uh, the the detail of it really. I know from my point of view, all the pieces are in place. And it's up to there's like a, a record store day because now with the um, movement of um, the paucity of record stores and all of that that has happened, the um, the stores and their labels and everybody they they get together and they have these record store days and try to get people um, together on on going into some record stores and getting um, yeah they really are happening records. yeah and so they're all working together. Mm-hmm. And that's very, very cool. I mean, working together, I mean, you know, 
what makes humanity great is working together. This whole individualism thing that they sell us on here in the United States, I think that that's uh, fake. Because individually, not even the most badass person in the world is a match for nature. Um, it's only in a group that uh, humans are invincible and powerful. Great things happen. I mean, not that individuals can't exist within society and come up with things that are, that, that are their own and are great because that happens, but they're supported by society to be able to do that. Right. Otherwise, they'd be out there <laughs> yeah. scratching for grubs or Flat, trying, to trap in the breeze. Tra- trying to trap a rabbit or in the worrying about a bear or something, <laughs> or some wolves taking them down. Right, running away from a bear, running after a rabbit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, or gathering seeds and berries and stuff and hoping the bears don't see you hitting the stash. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. There's uh, the, the strength in numbers thing. Well, I think that's part of the phenomenon with a rock band. Why, when you, um, what inspires people about a rock band is a group of people pulling together to do something, and that's inspiring. I know it is for me. Uh, that's what I, one of the things that I take from a, a music group is that, uh, and find it less that way, less inspiring if it's less that type of thing. I always prefer a group that is a group of people who are relative equals. Who have like work. a like vision. Work yeah, and they're yeah. getting together to do something. Mm-hmm. And they believe in, in uh, their music and the ideas that are in their music and uh, then they're out there busting it through, and it's inspiring. And, and like you, you talked about bands and what, what I try to look for in a band, I want to have that because I feel like that's crucial. And I feel like it reads in the, the recordings. You can hear it in the waves that you hear over the radio or through your iPod or whatever, even though it's broken down into dots on the line. Right, and um, zeros and ones and... I mean, I can go on here. That's an interesting phenomena, too, because I feel like there's some, you know, all of our music now, when, when you digitize it, it, it's resynthesized and someone connects the dots for us, or our minds do. And if, if our minds are the only things connecting the dots, then what if you didn't have experience with music? Would you only hear the dots? And you don't really know if everybody hears things differently anyhow. Because you're only hearing what you hear. Well, that's yet another philosophical conundrum. Is are other people's experience the same? Right. Uh, I mean, towards saying, yes, it is somewhat similar, we, we share our neural structures with you know, much of the mammalian line and even further on down the evolutionary tree so that, um, in fact, e- emotionally which is really experience is all about on the basic psychophysics of it. We share experience, not just with other people, but with all the animals, too. They feel and have striving and all those things we do as well because they have the same neural structures from whence um, all of that springs. Mm -hmm. So we can know it by inference then that uh, it's the same. So my little kitty, you know, feels just like I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Word. <laughs> so you were talking about the emotion coming through or the, the connectedness coming through in the music. Right. Um, would you like to introduce the next track, which is, um, you had said it's a new one, Nothing Left For Me? 
Ah, and this from the uh, CD6, the Chuck Dukowski Family Band, mm-hmm. which also features Milo. Yeah, this is um, Nothing Left for Me. This is a, a song, um, it's about death, and uh, which is a theme of darkness that's um, running through our music these days. And it also is in the blackface. But uh, here it is in the, the CD6, and it's uh, about uh, Laura, the singer, and my wife, her, her aunt, recently passed away she she had Lou Gehrig's disease mm. and her body was just shutting down like the captain in Seawolf so over um, time eventually she committed suicide and oh. the, the the song chronicles the the uh, someone in that position so let's hear it it's a good song all right my guest is Chuck Dukowski and uh, we're going to hear a little bit from yay, yay. the CD6. This is called Nothing Left for Me. Stay tuned. Thank you. 
Crazy, completely crazy. Chuck Dukowski, crazy on the line here, joining us here on WFMU. Well, you know, I mean, we are all insane. Yeah. So, um, I'll own no that. worries. Yeah. You know? um, <laughs> but we just heard a taste of Venice. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the last three uh, tunes. What were we playing? Listen to it. We just heard uh, It's Like a Glove, mm-hmm. and uh, that's The Shrine. Mary fits like a glove. I think it addresses some uh, an important issue of um, being true to yourself, and um, that when you compromise, then you're weakened. Um, they talk about um, when he pats you on your back, when he puts the puts the money in your pocket, and you can't say no. Um, that. Um, it's a real thing, and then you're looking in the mirror, and you you are compromised. You're not what you were before. Now someone else owns you from the money that you got from them or whatever. And, and it's, so it's important to keep in mind that, it, that you need to own yourself mm-hmm. um, and what you do and that and where you take from because uh, it's, it's not a lie that uh, the mirror fits like a glove and you become what, uh, you become part of where the, the person who slips the, the money in your pocket in, in a kind of mafioso sense, you know, then Vito owns you. <laughs> um, and he's going to um, be pretty pissed off if you um, don't do it right. And you'll feel it in your, your heart anyway that uh, you owe some allegiance over there. And so um, it's important to uh, try and uh, stay pure in that way Um, and to line up your actions um, across the board as much as possible with your values and bother to think and have values um, because if one goes forward willy-nilly without that, then soon enough you find yourself trapped and wish you you had bothered to have the values so that uh, you weren't trapped. And it's a little bit like foresight there, but uh, in, a, in, in an odd intellectual way that uh, if you, you, you can think that not having them frees you from that, but it doesn't. It just walks you into the trap mm. and um, doesn't let you be happy because if you want to be... Um, have a sense of positivity about yourself, then uh, you you have to look a little bit into what that comes from and uh, line it up 
ahead of time before um, they put it in your, put the money in your pocket and pat you on the back um, because you might want to say no. <laughs> well, yeah, you have to know what you stand for. You know. Word. Yeah. That's an important idea, and that's part of why I like that song, which I produced for those of some young guys over here in Venice, and they uh, were fans of my uh, music and asked me to help them out, and uh, so I went into their garage, and we recorded that record in their garage. Is this a full album? <laughs> um, that's from a single. There's uh, another full album. We'll hear another song from them uh, in a little bit, but right now we just heard the single, which came out uh, around Christmas time a little bit before that. I guess it was last summer. Oh, very great. And that's available. It's out there. You can get that 7-inch vinyl. It's also up online. You can buy it from any online outlet. And it comes with um, the the back B-side is uh, a song called Olympic Airstream. That's a, a, different, a little bit different song, more trippy. I, I like Mirror, and so that's what we played here. And then before that, we heard, what, Voodoo? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, the Voodoo Merchant, and uh, they're another local group, a little bit more, um, uh, a little more doom. The, the um, bass player in Voodoo Merchant is the drummer in uh, the CD6, and oh, um, so we'll see him out out east. Yes, the the Ashton, he's um, he's a good man. The um, Voodoo Merchant, um, and the, the guitar player is a um, pedal designer does uh, a lot of pedals for the different groups in uh, the, the local scene out here. Let's see, and before Voodoo did, what did we hear? Nothing Left For Me. Nothing Left For Me from the CD6 uh, Chuck Dukowski um, family band. And um, so that'll hopefully be released before we get out there, and if not, shortly thereafter. And that's, that's on the word. your label? The Shrine single, CD6 stuff. The past stuff is all on Nice and Friendly Records, mm-hmm. which is uh, Laura's and my red label, and also the Insects versus Robots, which you'll hear soon enough. The um, newer um, Shrine stuff is on uh, their own label, and uh, the um, new CD6 will probably come on a new label. Oh, good. The, the first two CD6 albums are on uh, Nice and Friendly. Excellent. And how long have you been doing that label for? Since, like, oh... Four, oh three, oh four, something like that. Was it that you wanted to do a label, or was it that you needed to put your own stuff out? Well, I wanted to put my own stuff out. Wanted to have a vehicle to uh, release some loose odds and ends as well. So I set up a label, got some distribution together, and um, there it is. So that stuff, uh, it's available wherever. Those records are a little older, so you probably have to go to Amazon now to get them. Mm. Um, you know, the Shrine single... I, I don't know how how available that is. Um, I know that distributors have it sitting in their warehouses, and uh, you can buy it online, and you can for sure get the, the MP3s of it from iTunes and various other sources. Mm-hmm. Um, that's easily done. Um, and the physical stuff, um, you know, you got to probably ask a record store to bring it in, but uh, they can get it. Um, and uh, the Shrine single, you'd have to probably go to Cobraside for that, uh, for the distribution. Or there's, there's a Sound of California out here. They have it as well. And uh, these are distributors. The CD6 stuff is distributed through um, Rad out there in New York. So it should be pretty easy to get. Uh, although by now, you know, that's like a couple years ago now, those albums. So um, you probably have to order them 
Well, that's all right. Just as long as people know where to get them. We are WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, WFMU.org. My guest is Chuck Dukowski. Mount Hope. Yes, that's a, we have a uh, we have a second FM frequency, and that's where it is. That's where the transmitter stands. Right on. Yeah, yeah. You know, nothing wrong with Mount Hope. No, that's, I, I like it. <laughs> well, perhaps you can visit it when you're out here. Right on. What do are we going to hear next? Have we got something queued up? Um, did you want to play the Fire in the Sky, the Insects vs. Robots? Sure. Oh, here comes Insects vs. Robot. This is um, Milo's band. This stuff's available on uh, with Nice and Friendly. This album came out uh, last summer, and um, there's a new one um, coming up the pike soon enough. The album is called uh, Gerald and the uh, Great Homunculus. It's awesome, and I feel like, uh, you know, it's got... Well, you should just hear it. It's um, it's really good. Awesome. So some insects versus robots for you, the listener. And uh, Chuck, thank you for joining us. We'll be back in a little bit. Right on. Stay tuned.
So that was some insects versus robots? Yes, that was insects versus robots, fire in the sky. Insects is uh, Milo's um, band. Uh, Milo plays guitar. He's our oldest son, and he plays guitar in the CD6 family band and also um, in Blackface. Insects, that album, Gerald and the Great Homunculus, that came out um, last summer. And uh, at the time, they we played a lot of big parties over at the, the Insects um, studio warehouse space. Um, and all these groups played there, uh, and it was really a great scene. Of course, the, the police put an end to that. And, uh, of course them, they did. Screw them for that. The music was so amazing. There's a new one uh, coming from them soon. We'll just have to wait a minute for that. Then uh, we're going to move to um, Freedom and My War. Freedom from the uh, Chuck Tukowski Sextet uh, family band, CD6 family band. And um, My War, first from the CD6 and then from Black Flag from the uh, 83 demos. Yes. And uh, so that'll, um, the flag version will feature uh, myself, Chuck Biscuits, Dez Kadena, in addition to Henry and uh, Ginn. Mm hmm. The uh, My War, uh, the the CD6 version is, well, that's the, you know, you'll hear. The, um, that was a few years ago. Milo was 16 when we recorded that. Wow. He's just starting out. That's yeah. a great thing to take on, though, you know. Yeah. yeah. Free Freedom is a really good song. Um, I, I think um, it's really, in, it's inspired, and it, it brings to mind um, the, the Rage song as well, of where they're, Freedom, What Freedom, and in this one, uh, Laura talks about freedom what is this thing we call freedom you know is it freedom when um have to send your children to war mm. is it well, what is that that's not freedom when uh, the police need to um take down completely safe and innocent parties of um, young people is that freedom mm. is um what 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 is it that's what the the song addresses and then um, we can get angry about it with some My War. <laughs> Very good. All right. What we have for you now is the CD6, or better known as the Chuck Tukowski Sextet, or CD6? Um, well, it's, it's, they're known by both things. The CD6 is short. It's our family group. Okay. Then we'll be back with Chuck in just a little bit. Stay tuned.
Some Black Flag there. There you go. Some My War. So yeah. Black Flag circa 83. Mm-hmm. That uh, was one of um, my uh, later compositions for that band. And um, and thank you. Thank uh, you for writing that song. I, I, I felt like it needed to be written. Henry was so um, inspiring. And really, um, when, when uh, we worked out the vocal arrangement for that, he was really instrumental in bringing the sort of the the chanting approach to it which was big on the east but not so big on the west mm-hmm. uh, coast in in terms of musical style i remember being um, interested in bringing that to it um henry listened to a lot of misfits at the time i remember wanting to bring that approach to a song that musically I had actually originally conceived um in a model of more like saccharine trust who by the way are Still playing, and one of the best bands um, from that era that remains there. Yet, if one gets a chance to hear them play live, one should run down and be there because they're great. So anyway, that was um, my war. And you also heard Chuck Tukowski's sextet version of it. With um, and that was a great version. Yeah, really and that was recorded when uh, Milo was 16, uh, just starting out uh, with um, he just getting going with guitar. No, oh, you're bringing him up right. We heard so we heard both versions of that. And what did we hear before that? Uh, freedom. Freedom. 
which I think uh, Laura really wrote a great lyric for that. She sings it so well. Then we're going to move on to, what do we got queued up? Do we have something queued up? We have Feast. Feast from Worm. Now, War- Feast, I mean, this is a song, I, uh, musically, I wrote this song that, thinking it was going to be a Black Flag song. Mm. Uh, at, the, at the time, it was, uh, Flag was very um, into um, the, the new Black Sabbath. And so it's informed by that sort of uh, a style. There's there's Feast and Simon Smallwood, who um, I guess he passed away not that long ago. Oh, I didn't know that. Sad but true. So uh, there will be no more um, music coming from him. But um, he's a great singer. So is this song really different because it was written for Black Flag? I mean, no, not really. I mean, it's you know, I mean, it's it's just interesting to in terms of a trivia. Mm-hmm. aspect to note that it had that uh, original intent. Things were going wrong with Black Flag and me, so um, Worm did the song. Very good. All right. And Simon wrote the lyric, mm-hmm. uh, so I had not conceived a lyric for it at the time. Oh, I see. Are there any songs that you wrote for Black Flag that ended up somewhere else where the lyrics were Oh yeah. changed? Oh, the, where they were changed? Yeah. Well, with the, there's another song on um, the Worm album called Where Will We Run? which has a, and Blackface will do that song with the lyric I originally wrote for it. It has the same chorus, but a different verse body. So that song will come out uh, on a subsequent single, along with some other other tunes that I wrote back then that didn't get recorded anywhere. You know, I just um, pulled the loose ends of that together and finalized those arrangements, dusted it off, and I, I think they're sounding really good, and uh, right. we'll record those soon enough. That's yeah. That's great. We're all really looking forward to that. All right. So to some uh, worm. This is the title track off of Feast, and my guess is Chuck Dukowski. And cool. We'll be back in a little bit. Right on.
Doc, what are we playing next? Next, we're going to play Haunted from the upcoming um, Chotukowski Sextet Band song album. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's still the morning. Although I did get all my coffee down. Um, good. Thank you. So um, <laughs> here we'll hear Haunted, and uh, that's another uh, new CD6 song. Then um, we'll talk again, and um, probably that'll be it. I think so, and I just want to... Uh to to thank you if I don't get the time to do it. I mean, I really want to just acknowledge the effort that you went through to to do this. And, you know, today, yesterday, last week, you know, and all that. And, uh, you know, for real, it's really, it's very much appreciated. Well, thank you for asking, and, and um, it's an honor. Well, and it's an honor to have you just in terms of your, you know, your musical pedigree. And, uh, I, well, we can't ignore ah, it, you know, we can't ignore funny. it. I mean, it's like, you, but you're a wellspring and you really are, you know, you're somebody who, who really set the tone for an entire scene for a generation of music. Well, thank you. I'm yeah. trying to um, help, the, help the kids right now by playing all their music. Yeah, um, you are, and it's super. It's so. very killer. So, All right, so we're going to hear now Haunted, uh, the newest recording from the CD6. Yeah, this is a rough mix. It'll be slightly different once it's um, finally done. All this stuff that you're hearing from the um, upcoming album is going to be slightly different, but um, it's close enough. Okay, very good. Stay tuned, folks.
It's cool to hear that. Yeah, thank you for that. Get my morning going. Right, yeah. Yeah, well, you guys are the only ones who've heard it. Yes. It's like just just myself and the the band and a couple of other people. Everybody out there! (laughs) Our listeners are very excited. Right on. Yeah. They should be. No, I just like... No, that's, that's... I hope they are, at least that. Yeah. I, I, I don't think there's anything to worry. So then, then we're going to play some of my um, old music, mm-hmm. um, a, a song uh, called uh, What I See from the Damaged Album. And, and uh, um, anything you want to say about that record briefly, just because it was such a phenomenal... I, mean, I remember when that record came out, it was just like, wow. Well, we, we worked on getting a, an album uh, for a long time, and finally we uh, released an album, and they, it has What I See on it, and we're going to play What I See. It's got a bunch of other songs on it, and uh, we'll play all my songs from that and some of the other ones uh, in the blackface when that, that uh, when we tour. Yeah. And um, here's What I See. All right. So thank you, Chuck. We are WFMU and uh, going to some Black Flag, and uh, thank you for spending your morning with us. Right on. Thank you for spending your early afternoon with me. <laughs> My pleasure. Okay. Stay tuned. And that wraps it up for today's podcast. Thank you to Lita Martinez for editing the podcast and to Liz Berg for all the other background work. We are WFMU.